Hello? Can you hear me? No? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> uh, one, two, three, four. G'day. Okay. No, look, great to be here. Is it just me, or given that most of the last probably month we've recorded at night and you're now here in the afternoon? Yeah, it's unusual. I'll be honest, I'm not in the zone. What? I'm not in the zone. Coach, well, that, that's great for our listeners to hear at the start of the show. We're, what, Straight 29 up. seconds in? Really? You need to lift me. You know what, mate? Yep. You've got to dig deep. Okay. No, no, I'll dig. Now's the time. I'll dig. When that music dig plays, deep. boom, I'm on. What's your music? What's your song? The music, the, the intro. Okay. What? What? Is there a song? Oh, the got? Tiger. Really? Yep. I thought you'd be a Farnham man. Get a Farnham song. Age of Reasons, a cracking song. To, I reckon. Yeah. Talk yeah. of the Town's a bit, pump, of, a, a, bit of a good song. one for me. I like that. Talk That's, of the Town. Yep. That Farnham song. Yep. Sing us a few bars, mate. No, I shan't be doing that. <laughs> uh, um, Talk of the uh, Town. Reasons is pretty good too. Uh, so there's some Farnham there. But is there any non-Farnham ones that you, yeah, apart uh, from... Um, that's the only one. Oh, the Tiger. Tiger. Yeah. yeah Don't mind a bit of Jimmy Barnes. Um, yeah? Yeah, I've, I've had a bit of that Mate, in me Barnes, come up in my playlist. One of his underrated songs is one of my favourites. Yeah. It's um, Lay Down Your Guns. Really? Good song. You know that song? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Guns, Mate, so really what happened was I got caught in a, in a vortex of what? Barnes. Um, right. Yep. On, on what? On which platform? Just on Apple Music, I think it okay. was, yeah. Yeah. And um, I've got this, uh, this is a good one that's in my current favourites mix, The Weight, featuring The Bad Loves. Good song. Um, you don't know it, do you? You know? This one. Yeah. That one. I love Mate, that one. I'm not a total... But that album, um, yeah. The 3030 Hindsight, I just, I got... It's for the 90s. It was in the 90s, wasn't Yeah, it? but I just got caught in it. There's, there's, there's a lot in there. It's, it's, a, it's a good little album. He's done some good compilations as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a bit of Barnes, never heard anyone. In fact, my Apple Music favourites mix, which is the weekly, yep. so they, it's funny because they try and, you know, sell you on, you know, the mixes they make, you know, like new music. I could give a rats about you, new stuff. I like it going to For You to see what they've got for me. For You, all I do, you just well, get there's no Farnham. For You tab anymore. You just get Farnham and Farnham. Nah, so I, I've never looked at anything but the favourites mix. Uh. And I'm telling you, every weekday now, I think there's 25 just songs a week. And, and your fa- based on your favourites or the AR based your Based on everything you use. No, no, just it's Apple going, have, right. have you haven't listened to this for a while or you should listen Mate, to this. You'd be the easiest Brilliant. customer for Apple Music to, to, to sort for. They'll go, just put it, give him Farnham. Farnham so and Farnham and Farnham. Man of Colours, Ice House. What about me, Shane Great album. Be- better, Great be, album. better be home soon, Crowded House. The Wait to Me Buns, True Blue, John Williamson. In Your Hands, a, a rogue John Farnham song, but very nice. Not bad. Bit of uh, Guy Sebastian, bit of The Horses, Daryl Braithwaite. Like it's... yeah. BGs, Powderfinger, Cliff Richard, Dire Straits, Oasis, The Beatles. I mean, wow. it's just so good. That's awesome. Billy Joel, Live, Jack Johnson and, and Dean saw, Lewis. It's I a good s- playlist, mate. I saw Ice House uh, in concert. Ivor Davies. With um, Hall and Oates. They were the support act for All Hall over and Oates. Electric Blue. Mate, it was great. That is a really good album. Yeah. And, uh, and that remi- yeah. too, it reminds me of it. It came out in 1987. Mm. It reminds me of when I first met my wife, my future wife, when, when I first met Joe. That year, I was playing. I was playing in the South Juniors for Botany Rams. It was before I got graded. Yep. I met Joe in in, in I think it was August or May, yep. August, and we started going out in August. Yep. And that reminds me of then. It was really, really. Yeah, cool it reminds time. me of like year five. Yeah, good on you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I was eleven. You're an idiot. 1987. It was probably okay. in year six or okay, seven. Okay, you know actually. what? I'm just gonna yeah. say something. Right yeah. Yeah. Okay. I get it. I'm older than you, okay? <laughs> and so do our listeners. I reckon yeah. our listeners just roll their eyes every time you say that because it's, it's, one of the, it's, the, it's like telling the same joke and expecting a laugh. 
Yeah. I don't think it's working. It cracks me up every time. <laughs> but you're an idiot, though. That's why I cracked you <laughs> up. Feel free to tweet us. That Trevor Long at Phoenix. It's a simple thing. We don't well, want to... We, we just want... On, let on. me know. <laughs> Roll your eyes or cracks me up. Roll your eyes or cracks me up. Okay. Well, you know, just judging by the number of people tweeting me their freaking 5G <laughs> Okay. Thank I you, know, Craig, for that. I know how this is going to go. <laughs> that was the best tweet my, ever. My just reply random was Twitter ha- person. Happy for you, mate. Random Twitter person you. with a, a 5G scre- yeah, screenshot. Getting, getting 500 meg going, yeah, really great 5G speeds here. Even, Tell, even telling here his followers that, tagging me and you. Yeah, even here in camera. No, Pretty sure it was Craig, legend. definitely just for me and you. It wasn't who for his audience. No, but it wasn't, see, it wasn't posted to you and I. It, in was. The, it was. No, no, but we were just an ad at the end. Oh. So okay. it was a public tweet just pinging us. Mate, I've taken that personally. and um, So have I. I. I, just said, <laughs> I just said, I'm happy for you, mate. Okay, that'll be my standard cut and paste reply. From well, me. without going into okay. great detail about the uh, upcoming 10th anniversary of this program, um, a full full credit and shout out to Rob, Rig- Rob Rigby, who has done a lot of work for me um, listening to old episodes. And I said, feel free to find. So, so, <laughs> I like. I love how you delegate your tasks. Did you, did you delegate, or he volunteered for that? Did he just volunteer to do that, or did you say, "Mate, do I offered. Favor? I offered. <laughs> Good luck, you, Rob. Well, Good I mean, you, Rob. No, well, look. I was just better if, than if, our like super fans it, like Rob. In to terms hear it. of like, it's a management technique. It's like I'm not going to get mate, it done. I understand. It's just mate. not going to happen. I understand, mate. Former sports editor of the Daily Telegraph. Yeah. 95 people I was in charge yeah. of. I understand. So, Rob, I mean, so many highlights he, he found. Yeah. And, and and if he did it again, he'd find another the same I, amount. I right. haven't even had a look at him yet. But I'll tell you I'm right now. i have a crack at it myself. I'll tell you right now. Yeah. I don't come out well. Right. Yeah. So because I'm the one that mean? goes, they'll never release a big iPhone. Oh, no, yeah, you know, right. all this kind of stuff, right? I heard a couple actually yeah. saying, okay, I admit it when I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah, I heard that out of yeah. your mouth. There was yeah. one where you, you imitated the fonts. I go, I'm I was For any listeners who are old enough, you're old enough to know Happy Days? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, I was a little kid watching Happy Days. They were reruns. Yeah, of course they were. You're a dickhead. You brought that upon yourself. Remember, tweet me, add Trevor Long, add Stephen Finney. Uh, roll your that. eyes or cracks me up. Roll, anyway, yeah. the the highlights and any such highlights that are that are produced. Oh, yeah, we'd love we'd love people to, if they have their own suggestions. We'll yeah. we'll, we'll be warts and, and all. None of them none of them being Trev's crack about me being older than him. Yeah, okay. or you could just be instant, just suggest instant tell unfollow. me tell me every episode and time code yeah. that I've said that to him. Instant unfollow if that's it. Okay. Um, but in all honesty, we are coming up to ten years, and we do want to kind of over the not not just on the day, but over the course of the month or two around yeah, it, we want to share a, a few things. Yeah. Festival, um, and I am so. Well, there's a couple of things I'm curious about from people, and I'd love for people to, to how tweet long us. have you been listening? Let us know how long you're listening. But also, just in that ten years, even if you've only just joined us as a listener, you know, biggest tech tech news for you in that time. Yeah. We might be tainted by our own views on it. So biggest thing in that time, and if you have been a listener for a long time and you're yep. like Stephen, you've got a good memory, because unlike me, I don't remember anything. But <laughs> like, and I, I look through some of Rob's highlights, and I don't remember that, but that is awesome. Um, well, name one. Let, What's one? Well, I've forgotten. You can't, <laughs> you can't remember. All right. All right. Um, there's a whole spreadsheet, though. But, okay. um, but yeah, tweet us. Let us know your yeah. highlights from the show and yeah. or tech over 10 years. Of course, and we'll give you a shout-out in return. If yeah, you absolutely. That. That's great. Anyway, in the meantime... Welcome to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Not a bad price. With Trevor Long from EFTM.com. Really handy device. And Stephen Fennec from techguide.com.au. You know, I just realised in that intro, we rhyme. What? 
Yeah. Um, my, my one was not a bad price. And yours was not a bad price, and mine was it's a handy device. So we're poets, and we don't even we're know it. Poets. We've <laughs> taken a year or three to work that out. <laughs> it's taken eight years. Yes. <laughs> um, episode 473, thanks to the good people at Netgear and Arlo. Strong, long-time, proud supporters of... Two blokes talking tech netgear since the very, very start. Right at the start. Um, they recognised the talent early, mate. Oh, they knew what yeah, was they, coming. They, uh, they, they were, they they were investing the in podcasting before any, I reckon, before any other company in Australia. Absolutely. And look how well they're doing as well. Exactly. They're hey, doing very well. They're doing very, very well. Um, speaking of doing very well, but a poor segue because no one really is doing well in this story yet. But um, I, I vivid, and I've been talking about this on the radio this week, it's, it's funny to me to look back now at the Apple Watch Series 4 announcement, which was two and a half years ago. Yep. Um, Apple Watch Series 4, you know, eh, it's another device. It's another Apple Watch. It was a kind of incremental improvement. Looks I think the it same. had the bigger screen, didn't it? Um, was it? Yeah. Was it that or the four? Yeah. Bigger, screen, the four? bigger okay. screen and and then five had the always on display, right? Yes. So, yeah, bigger screen's good. But in, in general terms, it was the same, same. But then they come out with this amazing whole video and feature and graphs and charts about... An ECG, electro electrocardiogram, electrocardiogram, yeah. which is you know that's a serious bit of um, health equipment that's you know not even at every doctor. That's that's a serious bit of kit you've got to get an appointment to to have an ECG done. And so they come out and they say we've got this ECG function, so you can be notified of an irregular heart rhythm and then perform an ECG on your wrist on the spot. Yep. And you're like, wow, that's amazing. And then they go, it's medically certified and approved by the FDA, and the whole crowd's like, wow, like that's this is not just Apple saying it can read your heart rate. This is the FDA saying this is an ECG. Amazing. Yep. But then the fine print for those of us in the crowd that aren't American is not available in Australia. <laughs> um, so <laughs> it's, be approved, yeah. it's still to be approved. It's it's not medically certified. So the feature is simply not available so, on Australian So when Apple it was Watch. introduced, it was already approved in America? It had already been approved. So it was at It launched, launched boom. boom. Because, ready to go. Because here's a, a small uh, little inside baseball, but... I I was uh, given my review unit in at headquarters in Cupertino, yeah. and it worked because it was an American, American watch. Version, you know, yeah. it was kind of and American, you're, and right? You're in America, yeah. So, but it still works in Australia, correct? Right. Um, so that so it's the functionality, firmware of the of the watch, exactly. Right. Um, so I'd, I'd use it and test it. I knew how really cool it was. Have no use for it myself because I don't believe I have any heart issues. But that's actually the point here. Yeah. You don't. You know, you got heart issues. You're doing a bunch of things to protect it. Yeah. yeah. You don't it's, know you have. And a regular heart rate yeah, or until, rhythm until you get the notification. And the number yeah. one thing about this is you get an irregular heart rhythm notification. You call your doctor, you make an appointment. It's the next morning or whatever, and they do an ECG. And they do an ECG yeah. It's a day. It's a day after the event, and yeah. your ECG might be perfectly fine. Yes. So the idea of an irregular heart rhythm notification and an instant ECG is a likely potential life saver. Now, in the two and a half years, I've asked the TGA, I've asked Apple. When Withings came out with their scan yeah. watch with ECG at the end of November last year. November last year, yeah. I asked Apple again. I asked the TGA again. No word. We're always working towards more and more markets, as Apple say. And the TGA said we don't talk about um, unapproved items. And, you know, you can search for TGA them. TGA like. said that. Yeah. That's what Apple probably told them to say. No, no, that's just the TGA on <laughs> yeah, anything. Um, so, nothing. And okay. then this week it was brought to my attention, shout out Ben, um, that... They had an approval. Now, I originally, I started writing this thing and I, I nearly hit publish and I was doing a bit of fact-checking and, and touching base with people and uh, I'm very thankful for someone reading more into it than I, I was because I'm like, oh, that's the ECG. But it's just one feature of the Apple Watch that's been approved, which is the irregular, irregular rhythm. heart rhythm notification. Yep. It's not an ECG. So the ECG is not approved. 
But, mate, what this does is it confirms Apple has submitted the watch. Of course. TGA is working. Because we really don't know whether they submitted it this month or two years ago. Yeah, we don't true. know because Apple, I think Apple's smart enough to go, you know what, we're not submitting something that's going to get rejected. So we're going to work with the TGA and find out what their requirements yeah, why, are. Why would it be rejected? Because it's been two years approved in America. So that why, matter, mate, why The delay? vaccine's a great example. Approved around the world, not here. Yeah. Because we didn't do an emergency approval for the vaccine. We wanted a thorough approval. Yeah, sure. The TGA doesn't operate as a sub-branch of the FDA. The TGA is an independent body who medically yep. certify things, right? Yep. So let's say... And this is 100% speculation, but let's say American FDA, solid, strict, da, 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 done. But what Apple discovered was that the Australian regulators need a case study of 5,000 people instead of 500. Right. Right? And so that learning that, it's possible they never submitted the watch for the last two years, and it was only six months ago that they completed their own studies, research, and well, maybe, submitted yeah. it. That's what I was going to say. You know what I mean? It might have taken them that time to get, gather the necessary testing. That they believe would meet the TGA requirements. Part of application. So and it would have been an application. They've got to apply to be approved. So, so, and that would have taken, I don't think that's the sort of thing where you just do it in a day. That takes no. quite a bit of time. Especially if more research yeah. is required. If they need to submit research, then yeah. it would have taken time. What I'm saying is, in two and a half years, we've had no evidence that Apple's really genuinely talking to the TGA. Now we have it. I was super surprised, though, when the Withings, the scan watch came out. Yeah. And I'm thinking, it doesn't hang, Apple announced this two years ago. It I was, was two blown years ago. away. Yeah. And it was, <laughs> so they have, so how did they, I'm just wondering, Withings, did, is it because they're So use that example. Company, no, no, right? let, let's use my example of the survey st- yeah. size, right? Yeah. Let's say Withings in Scandinavia, wherever they're from. Yeah, from the UK. Let's though. say their UK yeah. body also requires 5,000, not 500. So they already had the research. So they, had it. So they could just submit it. No dramas. Yeah, right. okay. Or perhaps even more likely, and no disrespect to Apple, but maybe Apple were a bit arrogant in thinking the, the world would be like the FDA. Maybe Withings knew two years ago when they yeah, worded on the it grass, yeah. that, that, they, that they needed a certain level of research to submit it, and they did that in the first place. Yeah, right. But, but with uh, I... I um, I wrote the story. You guys, you you did it on, in AFTM first, and it got linked to a lot of places. So well done with that. That MacWorld and stuff did it. And on my version of the story, on I I looked at um, the software updates that followed certain approvals of the irregular rhythm notifications, mm. and I noticed that in the last update, I updated the watch a couple of days ago, and in that update, I think it was OS Watch OS seven point three, that part of it said. Um, uh, irregular rhythm notification for Japan, Philippines, and all these other countries, yep. Malaysia, and then two two points down was ECG approval for Japan, Philippines, and all the same countries. So my feeling with that is that, e, and I put this in my headline: ECG approval is imminent. So w- w- it'll it'll follow that. That's kind of stage one completed. Tick the box. Yep. So you'd think that ECG could follow next week, next 100%. month, next I mean, year. That's what I've I've also said. Apple Watch gets closer to TGA approval. We know yeah. that because we know now Apple is working with the yeah, TGA they're on play, this. They're in the game. Now yeah. it doesn't indicate in any way, shape, or form that it's next week or next month. It just indicates that it's coming. And it's critically, on the table. Apple do not launch the irregular rhythm notification without the ECG. Yeah. So they're not going to roll out an update. Of course not. Of course not. Yeah. That just tells one, you you got an irregular rhythm. The other. Yeah. 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 
But so, that, that's why that update I, I mentioned, so that obviously they're going to package that together. Correct. We so will, whenever that happens, whenever it is. it'll be together. In two months, six months, or, so, or a year. So we can't mm-hmm. use that irregular no. rhythm notification until that update. Correct. And Apple is perhaps, as you say, waiting for ECG to yep. package them together. They, they will why, not. Why have one without the other? They will not release a regular rhythm notification yeah, right. okay. until they have ECG approval. Well, it's funny because uh, I was I bought my dad a Apple Watch for his birthday. My old man is is eighty two, healthy healthier than me, um, but he was having sometimes a high heart rate for nothing, and that's why I bought him the Apple Watch so that if it happens up, you can set it so that if it's ten minutes in and it's irregularly high or low, you get a notification. Yep. He would get it like for a minute and then it'd come back down again, and he thought oh, I'm going to go see a doctor, and he, and he said. And I showed him how to get into the the Apple Health app to to show the doctor. Okay, here it is. Here's my heart rate for the last day, the last week, the last three months. Mm. He went to see the doctor today, and um, he said, "Look, I've got all this information." The doctor goes, "No, no, I don't use that." What? He doesn't use the Apple Watch heart rate information. He said, "No, no, I need you to download another app and do this." And then I'm thinking, "What the hell?" And this is a, this is a heart specialist. Like he doesn't use that information. He didn't. Even, he said to me, "I rang my dad before to say, how'd you go? Did you show him? I had to teach him how to get it to go on the thing." He goes, "Did he? Goes, he didn't even want to look at it. Didn't even let me open the app to show him." He said, "No." Nah, well, I hope that I'm doctor not, doesn't have any patients that well, do have problems that are detected yeah, by the Apple Watch, like, and, well, and he like, just waits for them to be sent off yeah, for other bloody well, tests. I'm thinking, mate. I said, "Well, why? You've got." Because last time it happened, before he had an Apple Watch, and it's nothing serious. He, he, he went to get a cheese heart check. He says, your heart, your heart, you got the heart of a 50-year-old, I was saying. He's really healthy. But he goes, for us, to monitor, you. You, <laughs> for us to monitor you properly, there, that's another one, um, you've got to wear a heart rate monitor. Yeah. I said, well, what do you wear? You are wearing, wearing, you are wearing, you're wearing a heart rate monitor. It's, it's on your wrist. And it, yet today he said, no, I don't look at that. Here. He, you he, know, and I don't know the app he's talking about. But he's gonna he's gonna show it to me when I see him tomorrow. But you know, just you thinking you think a, a heart doctor, a specialist would think, yeah, sure, let me see, have a look. I feel like it's like the the alternative medicines crowd. You know, there's doctors that just think it's rubbish. But what you yeah. need to be is someone who's accepting of its 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 input. And so for me, I understand that you know a doctor's been doing things a certain way. But I'll give you the conspiracy. You know, it's all about you know making sure you're referring to your mates who are getting money for the referral, and you know there'd be a bloke that's charging know. to set up the heart rate monitor. It's just outrageous that to you're not me, even open to it. I don't even know the name of this doctor, and I wouldn't say it anyway. But to me, it look, to me, it's like he's looking down his nose at these devices, yeah. thinking, "Hang on, I'm the doctor, not the, the thing on your wrist." That to me is his attitude. Yeah. You know, good luck to him, but. You know, if it's, I, don't, I wonder, and and if I think um, Gary is Gary, Gary, Lum. Gary Lum's a doctor, so I'm I'm wondering whether he whether people in the in the medical community how they see these devices. I would have thought that if the medical community do overall shun this kind of information, we would have heard about that by now. Yeah. Like there's enough people that have Apple watches and yeah. different products, Samsung and others. That we would have heard it. Now we've heard cases where people have been rescued because of the fall detection, and we've yeah. heard pa- and we've heard a lot of positive about stories. People detecting that well, Apple normally. But to be honest, well, I haven't heard a lot where data from devices, let alone any devices. Like yeah. I've got a Withings um, scan sleep thing that detects sleep apnea and my heart rate and stuff. Yeah. I'd like to think that if I had a sleep problem, I'd hand over that data, and they go, "That's very interesting," or whatever. Yeah. If they said to me, "No, you've got to go come in here for a test," I'd be like. I'll come in for a test if you analyse that data for yeah. me first. And there's even a, fa- a feature in, in the health app for you to upload the data. Yeah. You can upload it and send it as a file. Yeah. So they can examine it. 
And like he had, he, it was his birthday in November, so he's had it on his wrist for three months. So that's three months of data that he could have seen. Yeah. And, and when, he, when, he, when I meet him for a coffee and he goes, oh, yeah, my heart rate went up a bit high today, and then I look back, it can tell me the, like the range of his heart rate was, okay, lower 66, highest 170 run. I can tap on that little, the, the, in the graph where it's high, it'll tell me what time it happened. So it's pretty accurate. So giving a, 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 a broader picture yeah. of, what, of what his heart's doing. So that's just why it really surprised me that, that this doctor just dismissed it outright. Didn't even look at it. Yeah, well, I'd love to hear yeah. from people, Gary especially, uh, who, who we know as a doctor, but there might be others. Yeah. But, you know, so back to the point here, bottom line, um, we, we are more confident of an ECG approval because, A, there's two really important factors now. We know Apple is talking to uh, the TGA and they've got approval for a part of it. And secondly, we know the the TGA are willing to approve an ECG device because they did it with the withings. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. And, so and that's it, it's it's and like, I think it'll be sooner rather than later. It'll 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 follow shortly after. I don't, I don't because what's your bet? What's your bet? What's your bet? It's uh, it's coming up to the end of February. So where do you think it'll be? March? It'll March. Be. March. I, I I don't disagree. I think that so I think that certainly by the middle of the year we'll have ECG on the watches. Definitely. I'd like to think that in, in April we'll get the OS update. Mm. Yep. Why, why, why wouldn't they have an ECG feature on the phone? Because it's, it requires different sensors. But you can just put your finger on a thing on the back of your yeah, phone. Yeah, but that's, that's a BS, you know, pulse right. check thing. That's just a, I wouldn't rely on that for a pulse check app. Like, this is a completely different set of sensors on the bottom of the Apple Watch. Because that's what the... And they're different yeah. sensors from the Series 3 to the Series 4. Yeah, true. You know, they're, yeah. they're, they're looking at... Um, you know, like the oxygen sensors, looking at different things about your blood, not just the fact that it's there. Like it's like why wouldn't why would an Apple and this would have to get approved too? Like imagine if they had the the irregular rhythm notification on your watch, and then you can I, I know you'll be able to do the ECG on the watch, but then you, if you have got an iPhone, you can do it on an iPhone as well. Yeah, but an iPhone the sensors don't exist on the iPhone, so yeah, maybe iPhone thirteen. Why would they put that on there when they got the thing on the on the I wrist? I don't know. It just won't happen. Make it. Do you really think it'll be called more. the iPhone thirteen? Isn't thirteen unlucky? 13. In some countries, I don't know. Is it? Have they ever there's, had a there's places where there's no thirteenth floor? Yeah, for that reason. Like I just don't know how. I don't think Apple's a superstitious company. Yeah, but they're a global company, they and if there's countries, on. yeah, where the number thirteen is unlucky, yeah, that's not going to go well for. Well, them. The, well, look, you, you think of um, the number four is unlucky in in a lot of Asian countries. Is that right? I, I, I don't think Nokia. I don't think you'll find a number four in, in the Nokia start of a Nokia. Um, so, but their iPhone four did was gangbusters in China. Well, we haven't got to thirteen yet. Thirteen, I think it's more a like a a cultural. Not you think cultural, it's more like a superstition, it's more a superstition than a, rather than a cultural fear? Yeah. The number thirteen is considered an unlucky number in some countries. Can you name them? Okay, let me a second. I know there are hotels that the Mayan calendar's thirteenth book town was superstitiously fit on right. Yeah, yeah a bunch of <laughs> elevators without it. Um, Have you been in a hotel without a thirteenth floor? Yeah, absolutely, yeah, plenty. plenty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying that it's, I, I just maybe I know it more than other, more than more than it is a real thing. But it'll be thirteen, mate. I've just heard of so many things, but maybe I'm thinking they'll skip and go to fourteen. Yeah, oh, like the elevator. I wouldn't put a pos- put a pass them. That's what I'm saying. But I, to be I honest, looking at the Wikipedia well, article, it doesn't seem as bad as I thought it was. So. My, my tip is they'll go with the thirteen. What do you think? And we know you've been wrong many times in the yeah. past. What do you think, mate? <laughs> I just don't think it'll be 13. I think it sounds unlucky. Okay. 
13. Rigby's just written that down for next yeah, year. He's yeah. going to check in September. He's going to become one of those narcs that just tells me every time I do something wrong. Every time you're wrong. Yeah, which yeah. is like Stephen because he has such a good memory. I've got a cracking memory. Anyway, Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech are brought to you by our really good mates at Arlo, and they've released the Essential XL Spotlight Camera. Now, this is the camera to buy. XL in every way. If you want to, it's, it's it, well, the Essential cameras are the entry level 229 to get into it. The XL camera is 279 from memory, but yep, it's got 279, a you can get it at Bunnings, the all the big retailers as so well. The, the battery is, um, it's got a spotlight on board, so really convenient. It's, it's your wireless camera, view it through the app, every, all of that. But the XL battery is makes it last twice as long. So you think about the benefit of that. Rather than having to get up on the ladder or do your battery change, which you did last week, I think, yep. when I was leaving, you did all you changed all your batteries. Rather than doing that once a month or once every couple of months, you do it once every six months with the XL. So yeah. you get with the extra battery, the XL battery also obviously got an XL housing as well. So yeah. the battery and the, the number one thing I, I say to people, I love hearing from people who say they bought an Arlo, and I'm like, okay, let me give you some tip because the thing is, because I've been talking about Arlo for so long, I also get a lot of people saying, oh, but it doesn't do this or that. But here's the thing. When you learn how to use it properly, like using schedules properly, setting sensitivities, your recording um, uh, quality, different things like that, you can enhance the battery life. You can get up to a year's battery out of the Essential XL. If it's in the right place. In the right place and used in the right scenarios. Like, you don't need it when you're at home. Well, you think about it, it also extends where you can put it. Yeah. So if you want to, like, if if you're going to put it sort of a little bit out of the way, like up a tree or up a pole or whatever... You think, yeah, I'll put that there. I'm going to have to put right. that once with a, a year. With a standard battery, yeah. which might last three months or so, yeah. or, or more, or two, yeah. you're going to put it within reach. Absolutely. So right. it's great. I mean, if we're talking 1080p video, colour night vision, yep. uh, weather resistance, Spotlight. so it can be literally anyway. And it has bit. all the, it's got yeah. two way audio. So you can put it at the front door yep. and you can talk to people who are standing there. You can put it at the back door and scare away dogs as they run into your backyard. Whatever you need to do. Absolutely right. So it's $279 as well. And if you want to find out more information, arlo.com. Everything about tech you never wanted to know. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. I remember being in Melbourne with you uh, for an Oppo event where they were announcing their partnership with JB Hi-Fi. It was like this massive deal to them. I didn't understand, to be honest. I'm like, okay, you're selling your phones to JB Hi-Fi. Well done. But this is a big deal for them because JB Hi-Fi at the time were even more selective than, than they certainly are now. Yep. Um, they're not as selective now about what they stock and what they range. And it was an investment too. You've got to remember companies um, like JB and Harvey's and they're like, don't just let you have your product on display. They don't just put up big signs for you. You have to pay for that stuff. So this week they announced that they're expanding um, their retail list and they're, they're putting Oppo or Oppo phones into Harvey Norman. That's, now, a, that's a big deal for them. Uh, it's not a, not a big deal for the average person listening, but yeah. I've got to tell you, it's a big deal for Oppo because it means they must be doing well because they're able to afford to do this. This is not something yeah. that happens for free. Um, it, it's a confidence in the brand thing because Harvey's yep. he's quite selective about how they operate and what they do. Yep. And it's it's huge new reach for Oppo. So I think it's fascinating. Well, Oppo have done pretty good. I think they're, they're really being active in offering that value yep. and... and Devices that look really nice, so the sort of flagship designs. Beautiful. And they've really moved up, uh, moved up. I think what's the latest one? The A fifty three S. Have you got yes, that? Yes, yeah, a yeah. Really nice phone. It's what? What's that? Two three forty nine. You know what? I'll tell you the best. Uh, I guess tip of the hat I can give to Oppo. I keep a lot of stuff. I keep a lot of stuff in boxes. I keep a lot of stuff on display. So you don't give them back. Upstairs here in the office. Yes. 
I've got four phones that are visible on display. And three of them one are is, Oppo. One is the Samsung Galaxy Z Flip, and the other three are Oppo because they're special editions like yeah, FC Barcelona FC and Lamborghini. FC Barcelona and Lamborghini, nice. Because they do beautiful they collaborations. Do. But they, they're standard phones. I remember phones the day we too. did uh, the Oppo, the Lambo collaboration. Yeah. And, um, that were, they let us drive. Where were you that day? I didn't go. Yeah, too good, eh? Trevor does go to events. I was there, and I was. I spoke to uh, Michael. Michael. <laughs> Michael Tran. Is it Michael Tran? Yeah, the head it's of a head massive of car bub. I mean, you worry about me calling you old. <laughs> and I and I remember got, we got to drive these Lamborghinis, and I'm thinking, well, they're not a bad day at the office. Just just hooning in a Lamborghini down the south coast and back, and got to interview Michael. There was a video crew, so I did a video as well, and that was a great day. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, talking about but how yeah, they I'm make really nice products. Yeah. Um, the as you said, the A53s is really nice. Yeah, and Stephen, nice. you were looking at some data from Telsite, which shows well, they're Oppo's they're not just look three. like they're doing well. They yeah. are doing well. They are doing well. They're in the top three. So it's the the in, in this order: Apple, Samsung, Oppo. What a shock! And uh, Apple, of course, this the the Telsite stats are for the second half of 2020, okay. which is right in Apple's wheelhouse because that's when the iPhone 12 was released. Yeah. And also just on the on just after the iPhone 12, the iPhone SE was released, and the iPhone 11 had a price reduction, so it was a perfect storm for Apple and iPhone customers. Uh, so they showed that Apple actually uh, sold uh, increased their the number of phones sold in the second half of the year compared to 2019. Mm. They increased by 12 percent. So they Crazy. sold 2.1 million units in the second half of 2020. A lot of that was driven, of course, by the iPhone 12, but also the iPhone SE, the price reduced, iPhone 11, as I mentioned. Uh, and also the, the demand for the 12 was driven by the fact that it was their first 5G device. Now, in contrast to that, Android sales dropped by 4% in the same period because you've got to remember, what was the major Android device was launched early in the first half of the year, which was the S20. So there was no big... What, what was the other big Android announcement apart from Samsung? Uh, Note. The Note, well, that was in... Which is a small market. That was sort of cusp of the... That, that was sort of August, wasn't it? It's in so, the half, yeah, but, yeah, it's, but it's, still, it's a small half. market. Oh, it's a niche product compared to the their flagship devices. But um, the the also the market share, like obviously it's, it's either iPhone or Android. So what, what the Apple surge increased their market share to 46.2%. So nearly half of all phones in Australia being used are iPhones. Yeah. And so the other half, if you do your math correctly, is 53.8 is the remainder, which is all of the Android market share, and that dropped by 3.8% because there's only two. So one goes up by 3.8, the other dropped by 3.8. And again, this is Samsung and Oppo, the two main Android devices. But then you've also got... TCL, TCL, Alcatel, uh, Realme, Vivo, LG, Jesus, there's Realme, so many now. All these other brands Nokia. that are finding it out in that other half. So you, Apple doing considerably well when you think they've got nearly half on their own yeah, and with, all these other companies are sharing it. It's, it's not right to say with really one phone because they do have multiple phones, even older models on the market. But yeah. broadly, their product is very, very narrow where even Samsung have... This vast range, including the A-series, and we've talked about it before, that's Samsung's power is their dominance across the price bracket. But what's fascinating is Oppo are able to keep pushing despite Samsung's push against them. Because you got it, Samsung's A-series is a direct target yeah, at Oppo. to the Oppo, absolutely. And it, it was originally Huawei and Oppo, but Huawei's and disappeared. And and all those other companies. Yeah. But well, here's a stat I found really interesting, that the report showed, the Telsite report showed that 
of of the phones sold, I'm going to get you to guess this. Between yep. June and December, yep. What percentage do you reckon was five G capable? Oh, five G capable. Yeah. What percentage of phones between what sold, June and December sold between June and December 2020? Yeah. What percentage do you reckon were five G capable? Uh, my my initial response is going to be quite low, but then I went, oh, the iPhone. Um, so I'm going to say seventy two percent. No, not that high. Okay, forty percent. Okay, that's all. Forty percent, which I, I thought that was actually high. That's well, no, my solid. original guess was going to be twenty percent. But then I thought, oh my god! But the Apple Apple yeah, but, iPhone twelve but, came out. But not every it's, single person bought an iPhone twelve though. Yeah, but it, it's still fifty percent of the market. And, you know, yeah. Anyway, but you know what it, that shows it's is forty percent. It also here's what it shows. It shows how many non twelve devices were sold in that half. Very also, yeah, true. How many um, just generally non five G Android phones? It's of course, quite a, of course. It's a very small niche still five G. But the by twenty twenty one. So if we when we're doing this podcast this time next year, oh god, we're gonna be <laughs> we're gonna be seeing. Telsite reckons that figure from forty percent is gonna jump up to sixty percent. Yeah, five G by this time sense, next yeah. year. So I think that could be more. Well, because you think about cheap, it. Look at the the five hundred dollar ones the now. The real me, four nine nine Motorola five G four nine nine. That'll be three nine nine before too long. So it'll be TCL's coming in. Can't not buy yep. a five G phone. I reckon in six months' time, if you're spending over five hundred bucks, you can't not be getting a five G phone. Yeah, if it's a twenty twenty one model and yep. it's over five hundred bucks, it's got to be five G. Five G. So that figure, I think, is probably under. So I reckon that'll be seventy. Sixty might be under. Yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, they did make mention of the fact that. You got to remember a lot, of, and these are for new phone sales, by the yep. way. A lot of people bought, are buying refurbished phones. Yeah, and right. Apple is and Telsite made mention of that, didn't they? Yeah, by far, Apple is out in front. In terms ninety-five percent of, of that market, wouldn't yeah, they? Yeah, they would. And and have have a guess how many refurbished smartphones were sold in all of twenty twenty. Have a, how have many? A guess. Yeah, have a guess how many. This okay. is Telsite's, uh, obviously, 250,000. 500,000. Okay. Refurbished smartphones uh, with iPhones by far the most popular. Uh, and also, to the demand for refurbished phones actually dropped slightly because of the iPhone SE launch. The iPhone yes. SE came out. Exactly. And the iPhone 11 had a pretty solid haircut in the price. So, remember when the 12 came out? Yeah. That dropped. So, it was suddenly a phone that was 1,500 is now 1,100 or 1,000 or under 1,000. So a lot of people hopped on board the 11 rather than buying the 12 as well. Now, this report also had a bit of information about Apple and Google's ecosystems. And they're saying that 2.5 million Australians use five or more Apple products and services. How many? 2.5 million, right? 2.5 million using five or more Apple services. So they've got an iPhone... They might have an iPad. They use Apple, an Apple Music. The oh, Apple Watch. Services They're using Apple right, Pay. Okay, so yeah. services included, compared to Google, only had eight hundred thousand customers using five or more of its service, which has dropped by a hundred thousand. Apple increased by four hundred thousand. Uh, the other thing too was about wearables and how naturally Apple Watch was way out in front. Yeah. Um, and they also mentioned smart hearables. What? Which are wireless earphones. Smart hearables. Don't yeah. ever use that term again on this show. <laughs> That's what. Boad, you're a goose. That's ridiculous. Wireless earbuds and headphones that are linked to digital assistance, voice activation, integrated with your phone, computer, or smartwatch. Smart hearables, smart hearables used by more than 5.9 million. That's the dumbest thing I've heard since the Greens <laughs> suggesting we build our own search engine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the smart wearable market, uh, obviously dominated by the smartwatch. 
made up of 72% of the market. Smartwatch was 72% of the smart wearables market with uh, Apple, no doubt, the runaway leader. Who do you reckon the other brands were? Samsung. Samsung. Garmin. Fitbit. Oh, yep. They, they, they rounded out the top four. Okay. So really interesting snapshot of our phone, or how our phone habits, our phone purchases, our smart wearables, before including we re- the smart hearables. Before we started recording, <laughs> during a very, very, very detailed pre-preparation session, <laughs> um, I suggested that FOAD could be out of work if we just provided anal- analyst <laughs> advice. But I've just proven that to be stupid because I got every guess wrong. Yeah. Didn't I? Not the first time either. That'll be proven <laughs> more today. Uh, two Blokes Talking Tech, you can read that uh, article in details at techguide.com.au. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennec. Well, Optus have got the message and they've decided to release their new family home internet NBN plans. Now, traditionally when people get an NBN modem, they get the modem and it's got Wi-Fi on board. And what's the first thing they do? They ring Trevor or me up on the radio and say, my Wi-Fi is terrible. How do I make it better? And we say, look, you need a mesh Wi-Fi router. So get an Orbi, get a Netgear Orbi, yep. and then your problems are solved. But what Optus are doing with this new family home internet plant is including not only an ultra Wi-Fi modem that has a 4G SIM card as a backup, yep. they're also giving you in the deal an ultra Wi-Fi booster, which looks a lot like the Orbi, but... My information is that the Wi-Fi and the booster are made by Sagecom, which is a, a modem. Is it company. mesh or a booster? Uh, it's mesh. Okay, good. Yeah, it's a mesh system. So they talk to each other like a mesh would do. I oh, know. It's yeah. just well, they call it a booster, which I think is stupid because it takes it. It actually isn't the. Here's the thing: they're right because it's the right thing to call it for the average Joe. Yeah, but it's the wrong thing to call it for the industry because it it, it changes the perception of. I'm a pretty booster. sure it's mesh. No, oh. I, I can tell you it's mesh because. Yeah. Um, I, when Daniel was writing, and I said we need to confirm that that's mesh, not booster, because yeah. I wouldn't recommend a booster to anyone. Yeah, I just well, so you're thinking it's more of a range extender. Yes, I was worried right. it was a range it's extender, not, yeah, not a range. No, extender. that's it's right. It's, it's definitely mesh. We checked. Yeah. Um, I, I wrote in my. But here's the thing, right? Isn't it interesting? And this is smart by Optus. They're, they're a smart mob. Um, they're following Telstra's lead every step of the way. Telstra had the 4G backup. Telstra boom. introduced this last Telstra year. Telstra introduced this last year. We can we'll provide. But the, but Telstra's a subscription. How does it work with Optus? How it, do you get it's this? All, well, it's part of the plan. You get the booster as part of the deal. Only you one know? booster? Yep. Because interestingly, remember, Telstra's you know, $12 you can, a month. You can go extra. You get up to four, depending on how yeah. many you need. I think you can apply for another one. So the, the plan started 79 bucks for the first 12 months, and then it, it'll the normal price is 85 a month, that, and you get, a, you get the modem and a one booster. You also get fet, a Fetch Mini, and you get an Optus Sport subscription Sick. as well. Yep. Uh, the, then, you, then there's another plan. So that, that's for the 50... 50 megabits per second NBN plan. If you want the 100, that's 99 bucks a month, normally 105, and you get the faster speeds, you get the modem, and you get the one booster, as well as the Fetch Mini and Sob Sport. So it's just the speeds you get different. Yep. But one only. I'm, I'm, I think I read in the fine print somewhere on their website that if you wanted another one, you'd have to pay yep. a certain amount. But they, did, they, they thought that one would be enough because I think the base station also has... Quite powerful. You know, you know the satellite that you get with the Orbi? That's ne- that's connected to your modem. I think that's already built into that modem, so it's it's like having two units rather than one. Well, yeah, it is the first one. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So that that's built you into. You got to remember, the an Orbi is a router, not a modem yeah. router. Yeah. This you're getting a modem router yeah, and a satellite. And a solid. Well, that, that that's the thing that people have been asking me. They why don't these companies just build better modems with better Wi-Fi? And well, they they're starting to now. Yeah. But it's but it's still, still it's still enough. not the fundamental. Um, no. 
the entry-level thing. And, and that's a disappointment. Australia, unlike a lot of other countries, Australians live in big houses. We, we, got, we live, compared to other parts of the world, our homes are bigger. So our open plan living and yeah. multi-story, like two, three-story homes require this sort of boosting. So uh, really smart play by Optus there with the additional of, addition of the booster with their family home internet NBN plans. Very nice stuff. And you can read all about that at eftm.com and techguide.com.au. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And you can read about the Netgear Mural at techguide.com.au and see my video on it at EFTM uh, on YouTube. The Netgear Mural Wi-Fi photo frame is beautiful. It's a 15.6-inch screen from memory. Um, it's, it's, it's just such a great thing because what, what you've got with the canvas that we've had for a couple of years is this ability to, to subscribe to artwork. Yep. Uh, and the one-year subscription comes with it when you buy it. It's $500. Uh, Harvey Norman have it in stock. I think this is just such a great thing to own if you're into photography or you're into art because either way, yeah. it's a beautiful viewing platform. And you can switch what it is that you're watching yeah. at any time using simply your smartphone or just by waving at the device because it has this beautiful sensor in it that allows you to wave but yeah, not just, touch it. I feel this one, the the, the latest, the 15.6, I think it's geared more towards being a photo frame Definitely. rather than art. That's why they call it a Wi-Fi photo frame. Yeah, well, you think about it, we take so many photos on our phones and that's where they stay. They yeah. don't get out of your phone. Here's a great way to put them up on display. You can send them to people too. Yeah. So my, my parents, for example... They're not on Facebook or anything, so my kids could send them an album of photos, and that they'll see on their yeah, yeah. on their frame. I um, so my father-in-law loves photography. He's he's done so much of it. He's been to courses and does, he just loves it. Um, and I mean, long story short, we we owe them money because they helped us get our first house, and soon we're going to pay them back. And oh. I'm I'm just going to pay them. I'm going to get this as well because it's like cash is one thing that pays them back the loan. But this yeah. is just the best gift, and I want to give him something nice. not for his birthday, not for Christmas, but just because it's a passion. And Beautiful. telling you, this thing. So is nice, beautiful. It I've got really it still nice sitting frame. here in the office. I've oh, got yeah. it actually. I've got it mounted on my wall. So if you watch any of my videos or watch me do any Sky News crosses, it's actually behind my right shoulder. Is that's the mural on the wall? I'm going to be talking about it this weekend. Check it out. It's available at Harvey Norman for four ninety nine from Netgear. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Now, um, we both wrote about this, and we both took slightly different angles, although very, uh, very <laughs> similar tangents. Um, Xiaomi have announced a new electric scooter that is a officially licensed product of the AMG Protronus Formula 1 team, the Mercedes Formula 1 team. Now, I, knew, I knew that would have got you in. Oh, they had mate, you at Hello. In a heartbeat. They had you um, at Hello. I broke the embargo that didn't exist. Um, <laughs> they, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, they sent it to by us. By the way, there's an embargo. I published it, and then they rang up and said, by the way, there's an embargo. Well, but, how about uh, telling us? I absolutely <laughs> packed it, because I've never broken an embargo in my it, life. It didn't say it anymore. No, it didn't. So and they, the, they apologised. That's their fault. It was headquarters didn't tell them. Oh, did you take it down or leave it up? I took it down, yeah. Oh, I, was, I would have said, you're bad. Only because I wanted to send me one. Well, you're not allowed to ride it, are you? Well, that's my next point. So this yeah. is a this is a, a great electric scooter. Um, at the point of the announcement, uh, Mercedes had not yet signed Lewis Hamilton for this year, just a few days is ago. Is that why they embargoed um, And perhaps now, this is why he resigned. He resigned just, just hours after this announcement because he wanted to because he scoots around the paddock. Right. Yeah. Because it's just but, his way of getting away from the media. He, I don't like him at all. Anyway, um, so <laughs> great. He won, the, he won the world championship again seven times. Yeah. Um, uh, he's a, it's a great looking scooter because it's beautifully done in the colours. Yeah, the, the teal. black, silver, the teal, teal of the Patronus yeah. sponsor. This goes, the uh, logo. it'll go 45Ks on one battery. It goes uh, 25Ks an hour. Pneumatic tyres, uh, disc brakes on the back, um, powerful Fold, folds motor, up. folds up. 
It looks to me almost identical to the Segway and Ninebot uh, Max that I've got yeah. um, in terms where, of the way it folds up. Where do you ride that? On, well, your, on your vast property? Is that where yeah, you Yeah, all, all around my property. I'm not going to lie. I Often I have situations where I've got two cars and I need to leave one here. So I'll put the scooter in the back, I'll park the car uh, here and I'll ride that. home. Yeah, right. But there's an issue. There's an issue with what I do. There's an issue with what lots of people are doing on yeah. the roads. Yeah. And frankly, there's an issue for Xiaomi because they're doing great things in this space. JB Hi-Fi sells these things, for Christ's sake. Yeah. Um, and you can buy these in Queensland and use them legally. But in New South Wales, and I, I read directly from the New South Wales Police Force Highway Patrol Command statement on this. Yep. Is your motorised scooter, bike or skateboard legal? They don't actually say the word no, but it says it's illegal to ride mini bikes, monkey bikes and small electric or petrol powered vehicles on public roads, footpaths, car parks and in parks. You can't even ride it in a big empty car park or a park. Prohibited vehicles include all petrol powered bicycles, um, motorised foot scooters with or without a seat with an electric or petrol engine, mini bikes, monkey bikes, motorised. So basically, you can't ride these things. <laughs> so it's just meant to push. But here's my mount, thing. Mount it on your wall and oh, look at it. I, I understand where this comes from, but who, I think who's the narc patrol that's going to arrest people for doing this? I, I actually would or? love to be pulled over. Yeah, because I'd be like, "Why don't you keep doing? Uh, keep riding. Oh, 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 it's not stopping me, Where but it, but sure it does make me nervous about the kids because I let Jacko ride it. Oh. Um, Jacko rides it. So Around Jacko your started near your street. Though. Yeah, Jacko started doing pamphlet deliveries for the local real estate agent, right? And his his pamphlet run is all the way down one of these the and longest streets the in the suburb. And I say, mate, I can drop you down there or you can take the scooter as long as you lock it up for me because I don't want to be stolen. But but isn't it at, like you can't tell at a glance it's an electric scooter? It's pretty obvious. It's a big like when, scooter. When you're not using your foot to power it, I suppose that gives it away. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you're just pressing it's a button. It's a pretty for dead giveaway. Right. But that would be my but argument. Can you use it like man, in the manual yeah, mode? You can Is there a manual it? mode? Yeah, you can just scoot. You just look, use yeah. your foot. Yeah, so, so you see the when you see the fuzz around, so you turn when, it off. So when I'm scooting over now, then I just put my foot down. Just, 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 yeah, just to say because then, officer, can you prove that I, can you prove that I was electrically well, riding it? Is that their out then? Is that that's the my out? But is that the out from for Xiaomi? Is that no, Xiaomi wouldn't wouldn't get involved. They say quite clearly, and JB Hi-Fi says, you know, check your local authorities, right? Right. But here's my argument. I I'm not a big one for you know trying to change the laws on things, but and I don't want electric motorbikes and things. I don't want people. But the scooter here's the thing um it's a it potentially cuts down on cars on the road increases the use of public transport in For many short, ways short distances yeah, yeah but that's the thing it'll go 45 k's a lot of people yeah. are, are not willing to catch the train to work because they can't park there of, or because of covid and that they don't Whatever. want to risk COVID. No, no, but like forget covid for now because it's yeah. kind of moving on but yeah I could, I could scoot. They don't want to wear a mask. I'm not going to drive to my local train station because the parking's horrible if you're not going there in peak hour, right? Yes. I don't want to walk there. It's a 30 minutes walk, and by the time I'm buggered, so I don't up. want to do that. Fold it up. I'll scoot there, fold up, and either lock it up or take it with me. Cool. You know, I just think that it's it's a good thing. Yeah. Now, I am not a fan of the rideshare bikes sitting around and laying yes. over the footpaths. Yeah, ugly. These things are slightly different because, as we remember from San Jose, they get collected every night to be charged. Yes. Yeah. So they get put out again the next day. Cool. When did When did we do that? Oh, it's got to be three years 2018 ago. 2018 it was. I'll tell you how I know because that was, the, that was uh, the year that I went to the Tesla factory. Ah, right. Yeah, and I just had my car for a week. I had my Tesla for one week and did the... Did the tour because you can only do the tour if you're an owner. See, it's funny because I just remember that so much. We were scooting around, having fun, and then suddenly at nine o'clock they just stopped working. We're like, oh god, both of them (laughs) ran flat. How annoying! They just stopped, and we were kind of trying to push them back, and we were going to like swap them for other ones. And then we found a bloke in a truck picking them up and taking them away to charge them. The two blokes. But look, this scooter, I won't lie, you'd have to be a massive, massive 
Mercedes it's fan. It's, what is it? It's $1,499. That's 500 more than the Big Max one I've got. Really? Which goes the same speed and does so, everything. So those logos are expensive, mate. Mate, they are. Well, that, I mean... That teal paint is expensive. Well, no, Lewis Hamilton's contract is expensive. <laughs> you reckon? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Good luck to him. Anyway, it's a good scooter. Didn't he get knighted recently? Yeah. Sir Lewis mate, Hamilton. Seven World Championships. You mate, want to get knighted, wouldn't you? He's a genius. Something. And you know, you're not a fan? Just, you reckon he's a bit just, arrogant? Or yeah, it's just the attitude. Why is that? It's because he's, kick, he's kicking your team's ass all the time. Like who's no, your team? I respect for him. I don't like the idea that the team wins all the time, but um, it's it's just the way he acts off the track. I just wish he'd shut he's up. A bit of a show pony. Yeah, yeah. He's got reason to be, but man, he's a genius. And driver. that's my that's my yeah. moral quandary. Is good yeah. on him. Yeah, like he's earned the right to be whoever want, he wants to want, be. You want him to be a bit more humble. Is that what you're saying? A little, yeah. Right. He he likes little flashy jewelry in that age. Mate, big, he, big mate he's a designer for Tommy Hilfiger. He's got his own range. Yeah, yeah. Imagine that. Oh, just, isn't he a tag man as well? Who's is he sponsored by Tag? Uh, Mercedes. No, tag, I don't think they are. Aren't they big? Big um, beautiful watches, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, so you got yours on again today. <laughs> yeah. Trevor's yeah. doing I very it well. <laughs> he has one a day. He puts on. Is that right, mate? One a day. You got a tag? I'm going to buy the connected tag. The connected tag. Yeah. So what is that different? It's just an Android so Wear watch. It looks like... All oh right. So it's yeah. got a digital display. But, you know, you can get it with a metal band. It's digital beautiful. display. Yeah. It's okay. a smart watch. So it's a Google Wear. So he's got one of them. Um, Chris Smith. Chris Smith. Yep. Yeah. No, I was, yeah. I was... We actually ran into each other on his way to the launch of it. Oh. Yeah. And he came back and I said, what do you think? He goes, I've already ordered one. <laughs> <laughs> it's the second iteration. The first one was good, but not as yeah. good as this one. And what's the damage? Oh, that's an expensive <laughs> smartwatch. Okay. Yeah. What right. do you think? I won't tell you how much. 799, right? It's 599 now. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Okay. What, what do you reckon the so tag is? Two grand? A little, little bit more. <laughs> 2299 or something? A little bit more than that, but not too much more. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. 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 Pay for the logo, mate. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because that's, that, that, you know what? That's why, the I haven't, design, of course. that's why I haven't pressed the button, is because I know yeah. that the Sunto is actually better because it's got the Sunto... Yeah. Smart features, right? All the yeah. tracking and stuff. Of course. The tag has all the same software, but it's just a different design. Yeah, that's right. Same as the Sunto. Different right? logo. Right. But I, uh, that's why if I bought one, I wouldn't buy the, um, I'd buy the metal band one because I want it to be more okay. taggy. But is that, um, okay, the metal band, that makes it even more expensive, doesn't it? Yep. So well, the, the, the entry level one has got the, the just the leather band? There or? might be one under two grand, I think. Like yeah, 1800 right. 1700 Wow. Can't you just get one in for review, mate? <laughs> Very short-term reviews. I, I've organised one, one, but one day review. But I, the thing is, here's, I don't want to review it because I want you want to keep it. Yeah, yeah. you want to pay for it. You I'm happy to, pay to write about it. Yeah, that's the beauty. Oh, of I'm buying. happy to write about that's it. That's the beauty of buying it. You don't have to write about it. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I buy it and write it about it. Sounds weird, but and then it's even worse. Isn't I've it? done that too. I bought stuff and written about it. We yeah. bought the Go Cubes. Remember, we did the Go yeah. Cube. We bought them. I bought stuff to write about too. We're just crackers. Ah, <sighs> two blokes talking uh, tech this time. Everything about tech you never wanted to know. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Well, you know I drive an electric car anyway, so um, I thought, let's drive another electric car. Become a man of the people. This is the, uh, the MG, have you driven, you've driven this, of course you have. Yeah. The MG ZS electric SUV. What did you think of it? I, I loved it. Yeah, I yeah, thought it was, thought it was a good, good car. It's actually weird that the things I didn't like about it were... Completely non-electric, like uh, infotainment system. Uh, I, I prefer it was better. Yeah. Um. You know, just the general fit and finish is of, of price. So the price, what is it? Forty three. Forty three ninety on and, the road. And and before you tell me broadly about the the driving experience, and both as a EV owner and not, like I had no problem with the driving experience. I thought it was a good drive. Yep. In fact, a lovely drive. Good center of balance because of the low battery and everything. But 
My biggest problem with it is it's $17,000 more than the exact same car with a petrol engine. Yeah. yeah no, and I think that's hard to justify. I, re- I remember, I didn't put that in my story, but I do remember that that that, that point that it's it's a premium you put on driving an electric car. But yeah. will you save $17,000 worth of petrol in the life of the car? No. Probably not. No. So that's a, another factor. But um, I think if people want to have a, a maybe feel a bit better about themselves. You know, this is the, let's be very clear. This is the cheapest fully electric vehicle yeah. you can buy in Australia. Yeah. And that's uh, that's to be respected. Yeah. And, and it's also not a bad size. So there has been before yeah. a little... Um, similar size to my wife's, to Joe's Kia Sportage. It's a little bit size. smaller, but very, very similar. Yeah, yeah the, there's been a Renault Zoe. There's been a few very small electric cars that have still been 50 grand. Yeah. This is an excellent price for well, that, an electric that's, car. Well, I think the price is probably one of the best features of it, apart from the, the ones we're going to talk about. But because... Before this, and if you wanted to get into a decent electric car, you'd, you would have had to spend before. Let, let's forget the Model Three for the moment. You'd have to spend over a hundred grand to get an EV yeah. to be by Tesla. Model Three brought that down. I think the base model of a Model Three on the road is seventy-two thousand and change. Yeah. So that's still still significant. Crazy money. This is uh, forty-three nine ninety. I think you get an eight years or an eight-year warranty. You get five years on the battery, roadside yep. assistance, everything. So that you get all this, the things you'd expect from buying a normal car. But what I liked about it is that if you if you if I gave the keys to my wife and said, "Here, I drive this car," she, would she know. wouldn't know it's an electric car. No, she would not know. There's a start button like a normal car, uh, like the Tesla. You got to press the brake and everything, so it's really subtle how you got to start the car. And performance-wise, it's not like the, like this is no Tesla. Okay, let's get that clear. It's not like you can put your foot down and then feel this thump between your shoulder blades. But like it's very different Tesla. to a petrol car, though. Yeah, you it can is. feel it. Well, there's. Better, better response there, but it's still in the same ballpark as a petrol car. Yeah. So I think, given it to someone, say, here, what do you reckon? They, I don't think, and even it is quite a ride, of course, because there's no big motor in it. But even that, I don't think a driver would pick that it's an electric no. car if they did a blind. And I tell you, the biggest, uh, the other thing that I noticed, and it does relate to my comment about the infotainment. But again, I believe this is just learning for for, um, for MG. But also, conversely, it could be them just trying to stay in the mindset of the average owner. I found it very hard to find the range. How much is left? Like where oh, it was easy. There's a big knob at the front. It said it on the on yeah, the but it's, display. It's, just, it's it's a really tiny number in the display. No, it's not there's a knob, you know how that's got like the circular gear yeah. changer? On the there's three knobs in front of that or little levers. The one on the right hand side, you press that and then your whole display at the front gives you your range. And, and yeah. my point is that... Which, in, which in, is about in, 260. 260, yeah. yeah. In, in nearly, nearly every other electric car, the range is just constantly in your face yeah, in, you in the same it. way that the petrol gauge is. Yeah, you can and see I just it. don't think it was obvious enough to me. Well, the petrol gauge, there was a battery gauge. That's right. On, on the bottom of the cluster... But yeah, the, you press forward this knob on the on the in the central console, yep. and that then would display in big numbers on the thing what you got left. Yeah, right. So um, I found it interesting too that the charging port is behind the grill yes. on the front, yep. which is handy if you're pulling into a parking spot. Same it's as right the Nissan Leaf, very good, good, good yeah. position like for it. Tesla's back left corner, so you got to back into a spot in most cases, yep. ninety nine percent of cases. Um, most Euro cars now, like the, the now, Porsche, the Audi, are putting them on each side. Oh, right. Up the front, yeah. That's, that's, oh, so, but, so, right, so both. That's, yeah. that's smart. I, I've tried to charge this in my house. It didn't work. My, no, it won't work with the Tesla. Tesla charges only work with Teslas. That's why I didn't yeah. install one here. So the... Um, so so the and we had this discussion. Someone yeah. could find it, but yeah. we had this discussion when you got that installed. I'm like, it's it's great, but yeah, it, it, into it locks you in. Yeah. So Joe can't get an MG yeah. and charge it off that thing. You have Isn't to put another friggin' charger in. Can't I put an adapter on it? Is there an adapter on the device? It's not the shape. It's just... 
the Tesla is system. restricted. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Whereas you get like I've got an ABB one. Yeah. Works with any electric car. Yeah. So okay, that's the challenge with ecosystems. Yeah. Well, I'm starting to save up for the next Model S, mate. It looks pretty nice. Very nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've still got two years to go on my lease, mate. It's all good. Yeah. I'm quite two happy and with a half my, years, my Kia Carnival. Yeah. It's about but as close as I'm getting. I do like the look of the new Model S. I've got to say, it's very space age. Pretty good. Yeah, the plaid one's different. The plaid. Yeah, plaid's what I'm talking about. You're um, going to get a plaid. Yeah. How much is that, mate? Next one. How much it's is in that? two years' time, mate. Yeah, but that's not the price of a standard I Model understand. S. The standard Model S doesn't well, get the... All, they're all the, standard now. They're all like that now. No, the Plaid is the, the plaid, only one no, with the, the, with no, the, the weird weird steering wheel and no, different no, infotainment. They're all that, that way. I've, I've, I've spec'd up the entry-level one. It's the has same. the half-hour steering wheel. Yes. That's horrible. Formula One car. That's the, the dumbest one thing wheel. I've ever seen a car company <laughs> do in my well, life. I think what... And what worries me about that is that I noticed on the wheel, you look really closely, you see the indicators on the wheel. They're yes. buttons to go left and right. Yeah. But there's no gear shifters. No. So... I'm I'm just hoping that it's it's done in a way where it's not going to be a pain in the ass to change gears. I, I think it'll be probably on the central console where you just hit drive, hit park, like on the screen rather than with a with a stalk. Or uh, is there a just pad- what you want? Is More there a reliance paddle? on the computer? Yeah, is there a paddle on the back or no, something like? No, that? No, they yeah. want it all on the that, on the that, steering wheel that, buttons. That's the big. They one. want to stop buying Mercedes stalks. <laughs> well, that was the easy shift for me because I came from an E-Class Mercedes Benz to the Model S and it had the same window the window uh, controls yeah, yeah. same stalk on the wheel so it was like a very touch of familiarity there <laughs> I'm just wondering how that's going to go but anyway when it comes out I would love to drive it and we'll see how we go hopefully I'm still doing very well to be able to afford it <laughs> that's all that matters Stephen that you're doing very well this is Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennec Thank you to the good people at Netgear and Arlo, episode 473. Thank you for listening. Leave a rating and review on iTunes if you can and if you wish and if you want. And also hit us up on... We did uh, have one. Did we have a new review the other day? Did we? I'll have a, I'll have a look can now. Can you read that? Stand oh, by. You sent it to me. I was padding, mate. I was padding you to bring sent, it up. You were sending it to me. Thanks for spoiling that for me. Um, <laughs> there was something else that we uh, we were talking about earlier. Send us your um, feedback on the medical stuff if you're yeah, a doctor. If you're a doctor, And there was something know. at the very start that I've already forgotten. And if Trev, Trev if, you, if you think him bag me about oh, being older it. than him, is is funny or I roll or what was I, the other option? I roll or oh crap <laughs> what we said at the start yeah the, go back to the start and have a listen um, thank you to Huntley13 who says love it five stars this is a sensational tech podcast and a good laugh the boys, boys are very entertaining attaining and informative it's great to see them doing very well <laughs> <laughs> love that good on you what's his name Huntley Huntley13 Huntley13 you're that's, a champion that's that Five including stars, see shout the thing out. the thing about reviews is it's lovely to read them no matter what they are but it's it's kind of that that little bit better when someone has so is they're so deep in the show yeah. that they're able to throw that in they could throw a little reference in there that we know that's um, very nice that's greatly appreciated yes. all right we'll be back next week with episode 474 as we edge closer to 10 years of two blokes talking tech this is two blokes talking tech 